Uh, it's no wonder the, God, the apostles preached the resurrection of Christ from the dead because it was absolute proof that Jesus is Lord, Lord of lords and King of kings. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the greatest event in human history. If Jesus had not risen, God's plan of redemption for the sins of mankind would have failed. Jesus defeated our greatest enemies, including sin, sickness, poverty, disease, death, and the devil, all with one spectacular event, the eternal conquering of death of Jesus. He was given all authority to have his, his disciples, including us, to share this good news with the world and to be with us forever, both here on earth as well as in eternity in heaven. Uh, none of the gospel writers describe the actual resurrection because no human being ever saw the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus was raised from the dead and silently left the tomb through its walls in, its, in his resurrected state. Uh, Matthew discusses an earthquake and an angel rolling away the stone, but this was after the resurrection had occurred. John spends little time describing the scene, but rather focuses on the reaction of the women and their witness to the apostles later. I thought what I'd do this week, and we'll see how far we get, is read all four gospel accounts of the resurrection since this is such an important event before we get into a dissection of the book of John chapter 20 and um, then ask some questions and do some, some, some comparison between the gospel accounts kind of a harmony of the gospels if you will about the resurrection we won't we won't discuss all the discrepancies, um, differences, use the word differences and not discrepancies, uh, between the four, but we'll talk about some of them and see if we can resolve them or talk about why they really are in harmony. So we start with Matthew, and we'll, we'll start with uh, Matthew 28, and we'll go till verse about 15. So if you want to get your Bibles and follow along. Um, now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. It his appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you, uh, that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. For he has risen, as he said, Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb in fear and great joy, with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. 
And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and told, uh, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers and, uh, to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priest all that, they had, all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave us a, a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away and, and while they were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you all out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed, and this story's been spread among the Jews to this day. Now, now Matthew is written to the Jews. So all the, the Gospels are written um, from different perspectives there. The next account is in the book of Mark. We'll turn to verse uh, chapter 16. Now, Mark's account was to the Gentiles and mainly to a Roman audience. And we'll go through verse, oh, about 13. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought, bought spices so they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb and they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back, and it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell the disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told, told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, uh, for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they had nothing, they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now, when he had arose early in the, on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had uh, cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen, seen of her, they would not believe it. After these things, he appeared in another form to two of them as they were walking into the country and went back and told the rest, and they did not believe, and they did not believe them. Um, so that's Mark's account. <clears throat> Then we got Luke's account. It's in chapter 24, and it's rather long. And Luke was wrote, written to the Gentiles. Um, we'll go through most of the chapter there. So, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they had... When they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood, 
stood by them in dazzling apparel, and as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. On the third day he would rise. And, and they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and other women with whom they had told these things to the apostles. But these things seemed to them as idle, idle tale, an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking, and he saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home marveling at what, he had, what had happened. That very day, um, uh, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus. It was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with one another and about the things that had occurred. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each, each other as you walk? And they stood, look, stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleophas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem and does not know these things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And he said to them, Concerning Jesus Christ, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before the for God and all the people, and our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But he had hoped <clears throat> that he was one of one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, is now uh, the third uh, third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of the company uh, amazed us. They were at the tomb early that morning, and when they did not find the body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who had said all that, that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, and, and, but they did not see him. And he said to them, O foolish ones, slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them all the scriptures and the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village which, was, which they were going to, and he acted, he acted as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is toward evening and the, and the day is far spent. So he went to stay with them. But when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he vanished before their sight, uh, from their sight. Then said to each other, do not, uh, do our, Did not our hearts burn within us while he, was t he talked with us on the road and he opened up the scriptures and and as they rose that same hour, returning to Jerusalem, and from they, they found the eleven which were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed. And he uh, appeared to Simon. 
then they told what had happened on the road and how, and, and how he was known to them uh, in the breaking of the bread. So then the Jesus appears to the disciples next in the same reading. As they were talking about these things, Jesus stood among, among them and said to them, Peace be unto you. They were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And when he said to them, why are you troubled and 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 do why doubt why do doubts within rise within your heart? See my hands and my feet as it, as it is myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them the hands and feet, and they were still dis, disbelieved for joy and were marveling, and said, to them, "Have you anything here to eat?" And he gave gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it before them. And he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. And everything written about me is in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. And they all must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer on the third day and rise from the dead. And that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in the name of all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father unto you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So we'll stop there for the Luke's account. Okay, and now we've got John's account that we'll be studying over the next few weeks. It starts in John 20. John uh, was written to believers and to those he was trying to convince to be, believe, as we've studied for several, several weeks now. So we'll, we'll go through about, um, we'll go through verse 29 of, uh, of John, and this will be, serve as our reading for the text here. Uh, now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out from the other disciple, with the other disciple and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooped in, he saw the linen clothes and lying there and did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the, the, the linen clothes lying there and, and the face cloth, which had, had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and saw and believed. For as they did not understand the scriptures, but he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she went, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw the two angels in white sitting there, while sitting where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head, one at the feet. She said to her, they said to her, 
Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Suppose him to be the gardener. She said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. So she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have uh, not yet ascended to the Father, uh, uh, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that, that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors were, were, were locked and the disciples were fearing the Jews. They came and stood among, among them and said, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands, his side, and his side. Then the disciples were glad that they saw the Lord. Jesus said to him again, to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you believe, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold the forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus uh, came. So the other disciples told him, uh, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the hands and the mark of the nails and place my finger in the mark of of the nails and place my hand in his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again. Thomas was with them this time. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but be a believer. Thomas answered unto him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that by believing you may have life in his name. So that concludes all four Gospels and the accounts of the resurrection. I appreciate y'all bearing with me on that. Of course, there's also uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 where uh, Paul talks about, and we'll talk about this, um, I don't know about this week, but probably over the next few weeks, we'll talk about that account and the witnesses and how many there were and all of that. We'll cover that. So um, having read that, um, we're going to talk about some some skeptics, so-called skeptics, questions that they've had about uh, the resurrection of Christ. Of course, what we've got to realize is that um, 
The resurrection of Christ is kind of the center point of our faith. We've got to believe this or all hope is basically lost, you know, if Christ didn't, was not raised from the dead. And, of course, 1 Corinthians 15 will, states that. Um, there are many questions that have been asked by so-called uh, historians, so-called uh, experts about and agnostics and atheists and that sort of thing about uh, you know the validity of Christ's resurrection. Uh, but you know a lot of a lot of people try to take these scriptures and they'll not only take the story of the resurrection, they'll take each one of Jesus' miracles, the ones that are in other accounts or they'll take other Old Testament scriptures and say well this count is not exactly the same as that account and that sort of thing. There's even people who believe that the creation of the world had two different creations. You know there's one there's two different creations spelled out but that's not true either but I thought it would be kind of kind of interesting and, and, and uh, to talk about a few of the things that have been said uh, by some of these so-called experts over the years and kind of talk about how we can resolve them. We, there's probably many, many more, but I, I thought I'd go through five of them if we had time. Um, okay, here's, here's a question. Uh, how many women did Jesus appear to uh, when he was uh, raised from the dead. And so it's, it's, it's kind of a difficult question. We'll, 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 we'll take, do our, give it our best shot here. We know he appeared to Mary Magdalene, as we read in Mark 16, 9, and he appeared to her first. Uh, he cast out seven demons from her in Luke 18. Um, 18. I'm going to move this to a picture of the, of the tomb there. Um, he cast out seven demons in Luke 18, 1 through 3. Also, Joanna, um, the mother of James, and other women was uh, cited in Luke 24, 9. Mark adds Salome in Mark 16, 1. So we know that Mary Magdalene, mother, the, Mary of Je the mother of James, the apostle, Joanna, and Salome were all there. Now there were five at least because it also says in Luke 24, 9, that there were other women. So there had to be at least one more. So, um, so who do we know that were there? It was Mary Magdalene who accompanied Jesus during his ministry in Luke 18, 1 through 3, and had seven demons cast out. Salome, who is mentioned in Mark 15, 40 and 41, as one who followed Jesus and cared for his needs, needs Joanna is mentioned in Luke 8, 3 as the wife of uh, Chusa, a steward of, the king, of King Herod whom Jesus healed. And then 
The other Mary was the mother of James, the son of Alphaeus, or James the Lesser, one of the twelve. And she cared for Jesus' needs also in Mark 1540. Um, <clears throat> so um, notice that there's no mention of Mary, the mother of Jesus here. So she could have been one of the other women. We don't know that. But there was at least four, it was four people, four women and one more at least because it mentioned other women, not another woman in Luke, I think it's Luke 24, 9. Yeah, okay, right. So, um, the, so to answer that question, you've got to use to, to uh, reconcile all four of the scriptures together there to find out how many women there are. And we really are not really told if it's five, if it's more than five. So anybody that would use that as one of their uh, so-called reasons for not believing the resurrection, that's a very... Uh, almost not even a, a point to me. Um, but this, was, this has been <clears throat> one of the things that has been said by skeptics over the years. Now, <clears throat> so what were they doing there? They were, they were there to anoint the body of Jesus. Um, it had already been uh, buried, and the reason they were doing that was First of all, it was tradition. It was also um, respect for the person who had been who had died, and also to hold down the odors, so to speak, of the of the body. And they had begun this on the day before the Sabbath, but they were not able to complete this uh, because of the Sabbath was a high and holy day. So. Um, so that's what they were doing there. They came back, not expecting Jesus to be raised from the dead. They were mainly coming back to um, prepare the body and to put wines and uh, put uh, spices and aloes on the body. So we'll we'll let that one go for the first skeptic question and go into another one. Uh, why did Jesus? first appear to women. That one's been a, a, a sticking point over the years on the people who don't believe in the resurrection. Well, these women, uh, if you'll go back and study the first part of the Gospels, they cared for the needs of Jesus throughout his entire ministry. And they continue to care for him even in death. They, uh, some of these women were well off you know, being ties with Herod and that sort of thing. And uh, they, you know, were able to fund Jesus' ministry. Um, they saw the resurrected Christ, and it makes their story even more credible since these women, women were repressed during this time in history. So, you know, we studied about Wednesday night in class here David was talking about, you know, God uses the simple things to confound the wise. And this was another example of that, I would think, because 
women, Jesus loved everybody. Jesus loved men, women. He uh, had suffered the little children to come unto me, you know, with the children. But this was his show that he, this was showing that he really loved women, that he uh, uh, first appeared to Mary Magdalene. Um, so, but, so, I mean, where were the apostles during all this? Where were the men? Well, they were cowering out. They were hidden. They were afraid of the Jews. And uh, so they didn't come to the tomb and, uh, you know, take care of Jesus' needs or uh, prepare the body for burial or anything like that. They were hiding out somewhere. They were afraid. So that is a not not uh, a serious question in my mind either for refuting the resurrection of Christ. Um, Matthew 28, 1 states that Mary and the other Mary came. Uh, this is another question here. Um, and I think if, you, if you've got this question, you're really, really nit- getting nitpicky here. Uh, why does Matthew 28, 1 state that Mary and the other Mary came as it began to dawn? Uh, and Mark 16, 1 and 2 says it was very early in the morning. And then Luke says it was very early in the morning. And John 21 says it was still dark. Well, uh, first of all, we've got to realize that the gospel was written by four different men from four different vantage points. And um, let's consider that these women, because some of them did live in Bethany. Bethany is two miles away from Jerusalem. Or they may have been in the outskirts of Jerusalem. Or they may have been in Capernaum. We don't know exactly where they, where they came from. But to reconcile this, it's very easy. Um, we've started off, everybody has, on a trip that in early in the morning that it would be dark. It would be before dawn. But... By the time you get there, or by the time that you are close to arriving to your destiny, the sun came up, and it was breaking on to the dawn. So, I mean, this is such a, uh, a trivial thing for someone to say who was trying to say that, you know, the, the resurrection writers did not, you know, that, that they didn't, that they were not in harmony. Um, um, to me that this this is not even I mean does anybody have any comments about what they think about that discrepancy or what that so called discrepancy So, um, Mark, having four different accounts 
had to take witness statements. You get very curious if uh, everybody tells you exactly the same thing. Exactly. Maybe some collusion going on here or something, something not quite right. But yet if they come in and tell you the same thing but not exactly in the same details, because everybody sees things a little different, you know, and, but yet it's the same story, and a lot of credibility. That's right. Those are very, very good points there. But Susan and Paul, those are great points. And um, to me, uh, it's just like uh, the, the one that saw the miracle that uh, Christ performed. Uh, some of them still wouldn't believe it, even if they saw it with their own eyes. So uh, if, if they don't want to believe in something, uh, one excuse is just as good as another. That's exactly right. Um, I, I know it, I was debating whether to even kind of get, get into a lot of these things. But, you know, I thought, well, it might be kind of interesting to see, you know, whatever, you know, throw this out here and see what everybody thought about it. But that is exactly right. It, uh, if you're, you're talking about it being dark or not or whether there was, you know, a different time of day or there's different women and there's, and, you know, these are just trivial things. Let, let, let these same people who believe in Darwinism and that the world was a big bang and all that, let them explain how exactly how this universe got here. I mean, they can't do it. They just can't do it. Um, so, very good points there. Um, let's, uh, I, I, I got two more here, and I'm going to try to hit them this week. So that I can get into the to John 20 next week. Um, was the tomb already open, and how many angels were there? Well, Mark 16:4, Luke 24:2, and John 20 verse 1 state that the stone had been rolled away prior to the women's arrival. Matthew tells that a great earthquake occurred in the the angel of God descended, descended, rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Matthew 28, 2. The stone had already been removed and the tomb was opened. As for whether or not there was one angel or two, Matthew 28, 2 through 7 describes one angel. Mark 16, 5 through 7 and Luke 24, uh, 4 through 7 says there were two angels. John 22. Verse 12 says there's two angels. So the answer is there's two angels. Neither Matthew nor Mark claim that there was only one angel, even though they didn't say there were two. No total number is given in these other two accounts. So Mark and, and Luke call these angels men. Angels appear as men elsewhere in the Bible. And that's in Genesis 18, 1 and 2. There were three men appeared to Abraham. And in Daniel 9, 21, Gabriel is also called a man. So it was two angels. Just because two of the writers said it was one, it doesn't mean that there wasn't another one. Um, and again, that's a very uh, minute point in my mind. Um, some critics question if Mary Magdalene saw Jesus first or if he appeared to the other women at all. Well, this question is easily answered in Mark 16, 9, where it says she was the first one that was appeared to, Mary Magdalene. 
for it, she had cast out seven demons for her. She then told who was those who had been with him. So Matthew 28, 9 says, And behold, Jesus met them and the other women and said, Greetings, and they came and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. So it's obvious from this reading that Mary Magdalene was the first one that he appeared to, and the other women arrived at the tomb, even though all these women may have uh, journeyed together when they departed for the burial site, perhaps Jesus appeared to her first to let the world know that his gospel is for all, since she had been, in some people's mind, a woman of uh, questionable character, since she had had seven demons uh, removed from her. So, you know, it was, it was Mary, and then it was the rest of the women. Uh, it's not, there's no discrepancy there. Um, another, uh, another critic, other critics say that Jesus never really died. Well, we've heard this story before, this swoon theory, but the Romans were experts at death, and they made sure, these soldiers made sure that Jesus was dead, and it says in John 19 that Jesus was dead. And he had given up the ghost. And uh, so this swoon theory and the fact and all of that, well, if that's the case, where's the body? Where's the body of Jesus? And why did the apostles risk their neck for the remainder of their lives to preach the gospel to the whole world? And, and end up, most of them, except for John, the, uh, John, the apostle, were all martyrs. So... These questions like this are just really silliness and, um, and we've got to have faith. So next week we'll get into uh, John and do a, a verse by verse detailed study.